Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 150, Getting Your Motivation Back. Hey everybody, this is Kevin, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, we're going to talk about how to get out of the rut that most of us find ourselves in from time to time that causes us to sort of lose our drive when we're going for that next certification. And of course, this could be in any area of our life, but in this episode, I want to talk with you specifically about losing your drive for going after that next certification. Everyone's experience is going to be a little bit different, but for me, when I first decide to go after a certification, I get super excited about learning all those brand new things, and I imagine passing the exam or with the CCA passing a lab, and then life seems to happen. Other priorities show up. It starts to become more and more difficult to find that study time and that initial surge of emotion when I began, when I told myself, this is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to learn this topic at a much deeper level. Well, that emotion has kind of dwindled into more of a weak wish of, it would sure be nice if I earned that cert. One of these days I'll get around to it, but life is just too busy right now. Not to mention the things in that cert track, they look really, really hard. What if I spend all of my time studying just to realize I'm not going to be able to pass the exam? That would just be a lot of wasted time. Well, that kind of negative self-talk, that's going to rob us of our career potential. So how do we stop it? Well, in this episode, I'm going to share what worked for me. And the example I'm going to be using is when I went after my second CCIE, which is a voice CCIE. Now, since that time, I've upgraded it to a collaboration CCIE. But I earned my first CCA back in 2001. That was a route switch CCA. And at the time, I was teaching some voice courses for a Cisco learning partner. So I thought it'd probably be a good idea, a good career move to get my voice CCA. But I've got to admit, my motivation was not strong. I just thought it would be a good idea. It would make sense to get another CCA. And then I started studying. And it seemed really, really hard. I started to question my ability to figure it out. And with voice technologies, it wasn't as easy to set up a home lab as with route switch. I just kept finding reason after reason why it's not going to work for me. I'm not going to be able to ever pass this lab. And I guarantee if you start looking for reasons that you won't be able to get your next cert, I promise you, you're going to find those reasons. And after talking with many different certification candidates over the years, I'm going to categorize those reasons slash excuses into one of three categories. Number one is money. Some people say, well, it's too expensive to purchase practice gear or time. My life is just too busy right now to study. Or number three, self-doubt. There's just so much to learn. I just don't know if I can ever do it. Well, personally, after finding reasons falling under all three of those categories, I eventually stopped studying for the voice CCA. It wasn't some big event where I threw up my hands and say, I quit. No, instead, the amount of preparation I did, it just gradually slowed until one day it just stopped. And years later, I got the desire again to go after my voice CCA. But that time, I approached it in a very different way. I was legitimately curious about the technology. I was excited to share what I was learning with my students and to my subscribers on my newly formed YouTube channel. And when the inevitable obstacles came up, I either powered through them or I went around those obstacles. Let me give you a few examples. When I started studying, I did it the best way I knew how. I tried not to spend too much money. I didn't want to overly commit at the beginning, but I bought some manuals containing some practice labs from a training company, and I spent many, many hours going through them. Unfortunately, they weren't great, and I failed my first voice CCA lab. I remember thinking that there was nothing on the lab that I could not do given enough time, but 
I only got just a fraction of the way through before time ran out. And after I failed, I knew that I really had to ramp up my game. So I asked my employer to send me to a week-long voice CCIE bootcamp. That was eye-opening to me. When I got there, I felt like I was the dumbest person in the bootcamp. Everyone seemed to be a lot further ahead in their study than I was. In that bootcamp, I had my own rack of gear to practice on as we did the exercises in class. And I realized I needed to have something like that in my own home to study. Now, until then, I'd been using rack rentals. And that works fine for some, but personally, I spent so much time saving my configs before my session ended and restoring my configs at the beginning of a new session. And the fact that I didn't have physical access to the gear and moving cables around and physically interacting with phones, it just wasn't giving me the hands-on experience that I really wanted. And one day during the boot camp, during a break, I remember very clearly, I walked outside, got on my cell phone, and I called my wife and I told her, I think we need to dip into our emergency fund to build this home lab. Great news, she was completely supportive and I made detailed notes on how that boot camp lab topology was constructed and I tried to rebuild something similar in my home with equipment I bought off of eBay. And knowing that in the past I had gone down this road before where I started studying and then it just sort of trailed off, I knew that I needed to schedule my study time. And I studied every day from October 2011 until the day I took my lab in March of 2012, with the exception of Christmas. I gave myself that one day off. But other than that, I studied every single day in that time period. And during that time, I tried to keep track of my study hours. I scheduled the study sessions on my calendar. And my best estimate is that I studied about 1,600 hours for that lab. And of course, life was happening to me during those months. I had two daughters in school, and I went to most of their games and competitions, whether it was soccer or cheer or dance. But when you're at those events, there's a lot of downtime. So what I did was have a bunch of study notes, or sometimes a complete lab walkthrough that I'd written, and I'd study at those events during some downtime. Then on March 28, 2012, I passed my lab. So it took me two attempts to get my voice CCA. Actually had to have three attempts for my route switch CCA. But I've always said that voice CCA, that is the hardest thing I've ever done in my professional career. But I have absolutely no regrets about going for it. In my home lab that I purchased for about $10,000, I sold that equipment after finishing the lab. And I got nearly as much as I'd paid for it originally. So in the end, there was really a negligible expense for me to have that hands-on lab. Now, what lessons can we take from this story that apply to your studies? Well, first, when you're starting or continuing your study for a certification, find your why. What's the compelling reason that you want that cert? And your answer should be a lot more emotional than, well, it seems like a good idea. Now, as motivational speaker Les Brown says, you've got to be hungry for it. And what I often do when I set goals is write down in a journal with pen and paper why that goal is an absolute must. For me, that builds a lot more emotional intensity as compared to just thinking about it. And secondly, when an obstacle comes up and it will come up, believe in your ability to figure out a solution. Take your study to the next level, whatever that means for you. Maybe it means surrounding yourself with people that know more than you, like when I went to that boot camp. You may have heard the saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Well, I think that applies to your study as well. Maybe it's getting a different type of training. After all, some people learn better from books, some from on-demand videos, some through in-person classroom training. And third, schedule your study time. Don't just have the intent of studying something this weekend. Be very specific about when and what you're going to be studying. I always say what gets scheduled gets done. And finally, optimize your study time. 
find ways to squeeze in some extra hours of study during the week. Maybe that means for you carving out a certain number of hours on the weekend, getting up an hour early before work, or like I did, taking your study materials to your kids' sports events. Well, I hope my experience has given you some insights about how you can tweak your approach to certification prep. And on that note, we'll wrap up this episode, and I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of The Broadcast Storm. Broadcast Storm.